When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Malcolm McDowell, and unfortunately, you're watching Geek's Game. But you are a geek, so hey, you deserve all you get. Geekscape is welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your vessel of love, and this is Geekscape. We talk movies, video games, comic books, pop culture, all that stuff that we can fit under the hood. Uh, we're looking forward to San Diego Comic-Con. That's going to be happening in July. I think it's the second to last weekend in July. And y'all are like, hey, Comic-Con's so far away. We still got some major geek events before that. We've got, um, what's the one I'm thinking of? Oh, yeah, Morbius. So, yeah, I know Comic-Con's a ways away. But it, Comic-Con's also the celebration of everything that Geekscape's about. So I like to bring up the fact that we're going to be there. I've applied for our hotel rooms. And uh, you know what? If the variants are doing okay and the whole COVID thing is low, uh, maybe we'll see you there. It'd be fun to have you uh, at the booth, right? I'm thinking about getting some new t-shirts made with new designs. Uh, if you have a suggestion for a t-shirt you'd like to see or an old Geekscape design you'd like to see back, maybe there's a Geekscape logo color shirt that you want. Like, hey, can y'all make a Geekscape logo shirt in uh, orange? That would look terrible. But, um, you know, go ahead and email me, Jonathan at Geekscape.net, and uh, we'll make sure that the Comic-Con is... Uh, the best one yet. So we're putting those plans together and we'll see you this summer, hopefully. All right. This is the podcast where we talk about stuff. We got a pretty uh, packed episode. So I'm going to go ahead and run the theme song. We'll get back here. And I think we're going to be talking a little bit of the Halo series on uh, Paramount Plus. We'll be talking about the Lost City with Channing Tatum and uh, Sandra Bullock. And then I went to see that insane Michelle Yeoh movie, Everything Everywhere. All at once. Oh, and did anything happen to the Oscars last night? I didn't watch them, but I definitely caught up with them online. So we'll be talking about that too. It's all coming up on a brand new Geekscape. Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Welcome to the Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host. And as promised, we're going to be talking movies, video games, comic books, TV, all that stuff that is comic worthy. It's a big week. We got this new Moon Knight show coming from Disney on that Disney Plus. It's coming from Marvel. This is the, uh, well, it's hard to describe Moon Knight. People ask me about Moon Knight, and I'll tell you straight up, I hope to be surprised by this Moon Knight series because Moon Knight is not one of my favorite uh marvel characters right now my good friend yuri lowenthal is going <gasps> what he loves moon knight and i just never really got mark specter's entire story uh there's some schizophrenia some character times the right it really depends on the writer that deals with moon knight but supposedly um uh 
you know, we'll see what the series is. I, I'm excited. I am excited to see it. I'm excited for midnight. But if you were to ask me, Jonathan, what is the, I want to get, I want to know about this Moon Knight character. What is the Moon Knight story? That is like the definitive Moon Knight story. I would, I, I don't think I would be able to point you in the right direction. Uh, supposedly Jeff Lemire, who's one of my favorite writers has a pretty good recent run on Moon Knight. Um, that's probably where I will start, but um, he is, is schizophrenic a character in the telling as he is on the page. Uh, this wealthy dude, almost Bruce Wayne ish, who is possessed by the spirit of an ancient Egyptian God. And it makes him do wacky things among them, like fighting crime. So who knows? Maybe this will be the streamlined version of Moon Knight, the definitive version of Moon Knight that we get on Disney plus in the same way that I think James Gunn delivered the definitive version of the guardians of the galaxy because they didn't have a definitive storyline for the most part. That was a pretty fresh team that we saw on the screen. So uh, hopefully that's what we get. Because you can also ask me if there's a definitive run of the Eternals going into that movie. And I would say, eh, there's been many interpretations of the Eternals. And we we kind of saw how that, how that goes. So um, it could go either way here on this Moon Knight. And I'm hoping for the positive. And uh, we'll know in a couple days. So I'm excited about that. All right. Well, let's get the show started. And... Uh, that means talking to Katie. Katie is the one, the balancing act here at Geekscape. When I start going too far in one direction, Katie brings me back. Uh, but I would like you to keep my co-host name out of your motherfucking mouth. This is Katie. Hey, it's raining in LA today, you guys. And it's very it cold. Is. It is. Last week we started the show with, uh, or a week, last week, week before, about, uh, we were talking about real estate prices in, in LA. Why don't we start with weather? Well, <laughs> you know, just to really piss Matt Kelly off. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I can tell you about the roads yeah. and how slow people mm-hmm. are driving and how insane yeah. it all is. I mean, Geekscape's the number three uh, film interview show in Senegal. They really give a damn about what the weather's like in LA. Uh, so let's start there, Katie. Good call on that one. All right, that was Katie, everybody. Oh, okay. uh, she was <laughs> Katie. What are you wearing? Uh, for those listening on, uh, or maybe watching on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, or LinkedIn, uh, what is this? What's is, Katie wearing? This is my my Viking hat. Uh, it's a beanie, but also it's a Viking hat, and I get all of the compliments. And this is always what I wear when it's raining because it keeps me warm. Uh, my future mother in law actually got this for me for Christmas, which I thought was. Kind of the perfect gift and right up my alley. Um, but I have to wear it when it's cold out because it keeps my head warm. I like it. Yeah, I do like is- it. And you know what? Mac, uh, that's uh, Shane from the Geekscape Games podcast says, you know what? Katie is the true face of Geekscape. Well, I'll tell you what. It's not going to be mine. Oh my you God. Your mind? <laughs> You're going to no. put my face on the shirts? <laughs> uh, I'm like... Uh, like here's the problem i'm so ugly i'm rooting for covid to bring back a mask mandate like that is my that's where i'm at just right keep here. wearing I'm it like, that's what i do yeah i think yeah. i look it I, looks I, like i have a jawline it's great I, I do go out and when i go indoors i do wear a mask um and you know let's be let's be clear for 43 years metaphorically i've been wearing a mask so i'm very comfortable with it um so here we go all right we got some talking to do here we do. katie we do we have a lot of uh, and <laughs> We got a lot of things on the agenda. Luckily, we have two friends who are here to help us. Uh, that's uh, Dustin and Zach from the Two Dollar Late Fee Podcast. Um, they're the new podcast on the block here at the Geekscape Network, and they've come in heavy hitting. They just had Don the Dragon Wilson on the show. Uh, they've got tons of awesome uh, interviews, especially if you're a big fan of like '80s music, '80s movies. Uh, the retro show here at Geekscape is Two Dollar Late Fee. 
and they're doing a damn good job representing. Uh, we're lo- we love having them on the network. So go subscribe to them. Here's Dustin and Zach right here. Um, oh, we're live. Zach, how are you? Yeah, there you go. Hey guys. Uh, hey, let's hi. see what's going on hi. with y'all. What's going on? Check out uh, those welcome to the network. VHS tapes you got there. Vintage VHS. Yeah, what do you got there? You got Blood Fist. Blood Fist is tight. So Blood Fist, I've got New York Ninja, which is a, if you've never seen New York Ninja, this is a green VHS box uh, cassette tape. Ooh, loved those. The cool thing is, like, if you you haven't seen New York Ninja, uh, it's actually a pretty forgiving status because it was a movie that was lost for a long time, over 30 years, and that was just finished is that right Zach? last year last year they came out uh via vinegar syndrome dustin and i have interviewed uh cynthia rothrock don the dragon wilson who did uh voices and they they lost the audio there was no audio for the movie so basically the uh they shot the movie and win they shot they shot the movie and and then uh uh, vinegar syndrome acquired the, the the original reels and they cut an entirely new movie Whoa. And added all new audio <laughs> to it, and I it, love that. It is, Did they jump the whole thing? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, That's yeah, awesome. it's phenomenal. It, in Voyager three, Voyager three did the soundtrack to it. They're a synth synth wave band. Uh, we've had them. On, we had them on the show as well, <clears throat> and talked extensively about New York Ninja. It's it's a wild movie. It, it, it's it. The only way I would describe it is if Troma made a kung fu movie in the eighties. This is what it would be. But is it that like gruesome, like the trauma thing? Like no. it's, you know, sometimes it's pretty gruesome. But yeah, it's not gruesome. It's just awesome. The director John Liu, yeah, director John Liu had, I think, uh, the original director and actor star had intended it to be a serious <laughs> film. We think, but by the end of it, it's 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 like instant cult cult movie, up and down. And I'm to in. be honest with you, Don the Dragon Wilson's voice as John Liu is, it, he like makes the movie, in my opinion. Well, I had wanted to see it. I saw the trailer and it's one of those things where I was like, is this real or is this just like a hipster goof? And as you're watching the trailer, you're like, no, this has to be real. This has to be a movie that's been lost. And someone found the footage and either dubbed it intentionally or like you said, there's no audio and they're going to do their thing. Uh, I'm fascinated by it. Uh, and it's, it is cool that they're going full eighties and doing the VHS releases. Oh yeah. So like that. that, that company is lunch meat. Uh, we don't, mm-hmm. I wish they, they should sponsor us, Dustin. They should be one of our sponsors. Cause I own a bunch of their stuff, but lunch meat does like <laughs> uh, uh, retro lunch. VHS stuff. And, um, uh, and then another company video force does these cool slip covers. And, and then, um, Dustin, and I made these for our interviews. Uh, it's a Cynthia Rothrock VHS kind of slip cover awesome. for our awesome. interview with Cynthia Rothrock. That, that y'all had her on the show. Y'all have had some awesome. What are, who are your like your favorite guests on the show? If somebody's like, hey, I want to subscribe to this $2 late fee that I heard about on Geekscape. The, the, you know, let me give them a shot. What's that one episode that you're like going to lead them to? Dustin, what, what would it be for you? That is an excellent question, Jonathan. You know, for me, uh, it's it's more of our more recent stuff. And we, you know, we've obviously we've had a lot of uh, we've had composers and we've had actors, but we we haven't had a ton of directors up until we had uh, Jeff Canoe, the director of uh, Revenge of the Nerds and Be- uh, Troop Beverly Hills and Gotcha, which is one of our personal favorites. And he came on and just, you know, he was a guy who was like top of Hollywood in the 80s. And he's not top of Hollywood anymore, as you guys can imagine. And he was ready to just like 
burn those bridges, destroy the world. (laughs) And it was fantastic. You know, he was like, he was just like telling us everything. Yeah. Because he didn't have anything to lose and it was really awesome and unfiltered. And then of course, to just get the, 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 all the stories from all sides of, of how the, uh, you know how the food is how the food is made. What's the how the sausage mango is squat yeah. sausage? Usually <laughs> sausage, right? It was like yeah. suddenly I didn't have words. I like in my the brain vegan more. twist on it. <laughs> how the uh, yeah. veggie, the, yeah. how the, the how vegan the is, made. is made. Yeah, sure. Um, but you know, so that's always really fascinating to uh, to to get those stories, and then um, yeah, yeah, just that kind of that kind of fearlessness. So Jeff Canoe is 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 my favorite guest thus far. What about you, Zach? I I was gonna favorite? say. Bostwick, simply for the fact that Dustin and I tried to get Barry on the show when we first started out. Uh, the end of our of every episode has Barry Bostwick's Ace Hunter character from Megaforce yelling out, "The good guys <laughs> always win, even in the '80s." Uh, and getting him on the show was challenging, but he did not disappoint once we had him on. And he was our first, uh, I think, the first interview we posted on YouTube, actually, right, Dustin? And um, and and it's it's a fun one. Like he was honored to he appreciated the fact that we didn't just want to talk about Rocky Horror Picture Show. We actually wanted to sure. talk about uh, Megaforce and his entire body of career and the fact that he's been a potter for over thirty years. He's like, you guys asked me about my pottery. Thank you. No one ever uh, talked to me about that. You know, and that's that the thing was, about our show that makes it a little bit different. It's like we don't yeah. stick to the kind of by the numbers Typical. questions. We always dig yeah. a little bit deeper. So, I think that was the first one that I listened to. And I was sold. I was like, this is awesome. They, they got these guys to be candid and, uh, and you know, they celebrate a career that a lot of people probably maybe skim over, which is insane. Cause people mm-hmm. like Don, the dragon Wilson, Wilson and Cynthia Rothrock, like they made up a majority of our childhoods. They do. And, you know, and you bring up Don, the dragon Wilson. I think people often overlook him because they think of like Chuck Norris, Van Damme, Seagal, but he was a guy who was really paving the way culturally in many ways, uh, you know, being one of the few Asian American actors on screen dominating his movies. So I think mm-hmm. he's I'm hoping, thanks to Dustin and I and Geekscape, he's going to get more recognition as this year goes on. And Cynthia Rothrock as well. Um, both yeah. pioneers, both total badasses in their own way, you know, so champions. Um if I can use that as a bit of a segue, um, I did go see a movie that had uh, Michelle Yeoh in it this past weekend, and it was amazing. Have you all seen this thing? It's at the I top of my list. Dying to watch this movie. This not some good things. This movie's effing bonker, bonkers. There's data. There he is. Yeah, and so yeah. this movie, and I'm going to cover Zach up real quick. If you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, or Twi- uh, Twitch, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. This is the Daniels brothers. They are they're the Daniels. They're not brothers, but they're these guys are the Daniels. Um, they're pretty insane directors, and this is like the multiverse movie. And Michelle Yeoh is this woman who lives, you know, with her family above a laundromat. It's a failing laundromat, and you you open on it, and you just know that you're in like the hands of really good directors because. Uh, they put clues in every shot, every piece of dialogue, every moment of this movie is a clue that helps you really start to kind of understand this really dense multiverse concept. And they play it out in a really fun way, uh, in a very clear way. Um, but you open on this woman and she's doing taxes for a failing business. She's being audited. 
and things aren't good with her daughter. Things aren't good with her husband. Also played by, I realized later, the guy who played Data in um, in, in Short Round from Indy, you know, two, and the dialogue's great. It's it's in both Chinese and English, and it's going back and forth. And you got to be quick with this movie because there's a lot of detail in it. But when the plot starts opening up, and you realize that there's some multiverse stuff starting to infringe on her reality and they need this version of her, this woman that she plays. They need this version of her who has had no success with anything. She has, she, her marriage is in trouble. Her parenting is in trouble. Her business is in trouble. Everything's in trouble. She's pretty much a failure at everything. She's the version that can possibly save the entire multiverse because there's a multiversal entity that is starting to threaten everything. Mm. And what you do is, you can kind of like phase different versions of yourself from alternate realities and channel them. And via this, item. that's about it. Yeah. Well, so you, you know, let's say like there's a version of Katie that's amazingly good at martial arts. Mm-hmm. Katie can channel that version or Katie can, it, Katie can be like an incredible mathematician for a moment because she channels the crazy mathematician. Awesome. Okay. Or there's an alternate reality where like Katie's, you know, hands are made out of beehives and she can send bees at people like insane mm-hmm. realities that shouldn't even re- like exist. Maggot. But Katie can channel these. And for the moment, <laughs> Katie has those powers. Right. Um, and so channeling those abilities from all these different multiverses are what's going to cause this pretty average person to help save the multiverse. Wow. And things happen very quickly in this movie. You really have to stick with this movie because it's very dense and comes at you very quickly. It's also very rewarding and very funny and really well paced. And this actor who, like, I'm watching this actor. I'm like, who is this dude who plays the husband? Because he starts doing martial arts in the movie very quickly. And he's playing a pretty average dude until the martial arts start busting out. And you realize he's the person from who's, like, leading her through this multiversal concept. I'm like, who is this dude? You find out later. Yes, it is the dude who played short round in Temple of Doom. It's amazing. And he's awesome. And anybody who watches this movie is probably going to come out of it being like, why doesn't he get the fedora in the next <laughs> Indiana Jones movie? Like, why don't they just send give the fedora and the whip to this short actor? Because oh, be he's incredible. He is incredible. And I want him to make the giant comeback because this movie was awesome. And uh, and I, I, I have a million great things to say about this movie. But definitely go see it. And like, make sure you don't take a pee break. Because like I said, it's very dense, but it's very cool. And it comes at you very fast. You're going to love this movie. Every single person here is going to love this movie. Everybody listening to this is going to love this movie. You didn't it take a pee fun. break? Or you... <laughs> no, you did? Guys, um, <laughs> I actually did take a pee break. And I gave wow. Heidi the job. Uh, I gave Heidi the job of like, hey, can you out. tell me? Like the big, t- this is the danger in this movie. Yeah, do is, like, that. Can you, listen, no. you stay out of this. Okay. Yeah, I was like, can you can you recap? I was like, I got to go to the restroom. I'm sorry. This is so, this movie is so insane. I got to go to the restroom. And I came back and she tried to recap it. And it Well, and you're also in the live theater and I, I would have punched what you. Yeah. Wait, what? What are you talking you. about? You can't go to the movies in a theater? You can't go to the bathroom. And, like you can't leave but the you, bathroom. You're talking during you the movie. Explain what did I miss? No, I, 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 Katie, it wasn't like we were like, "Hey, what's going on in the movie?" Like I don't like how's Mark's hearing? Like oh, so, no, I <laughs> great. I turn okay, to Heidi so we're and I say about the nightmares we go to. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I, I say, I say, hey, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm so sorry. And then uh, she, you know, I come back and said, 
so what happened? And she tells me. Oh, she knows she's talking to her. She, she came in to tell you. Come, yeah. Heidi came yeah. in. Come Heidi, on, knock on my door. We're, we're talking about <laughs> yeah. how you had, we're talking about, you can't hear them, but we're talking about yeah. how you had to recap the, like a few minutes when I stepped out of everything everywhere all at once <laughs> and you had to recap it. That was and, very loud. And uh, it was loud in the apartment. Yes. Yes. What I did in the apartment was very loud. But in the theater, not so loud. And no, we had you're, fun. You're that was good. Uh, Unless someone has their phone out, then he gets loud. The person in front of me did get their phone out. Phone away. And I say, put the phone away or I break it. No, That's my go to. You don't say where I break it. Sometimes I say I break it, Heidi. And then I kick a little bit of their phone. Call the police. The phone <laughs> police. I, well, that reminds say, me put of. Put your uh, phone away very sternly, and then I kick a little bit of their seat. I saw a predator hand. in the theater on my eleventh mm. birthday. Came out in eighty-seven, <laughs> I think. And uh, this couple in front of me, same thing happened. The, the husband cell phones. Went, they they were the <laughs> now he yeah. came back. He came back, and the wife started recapping the whole movie to him. What he Ooh. missed. How long was he in the bathroom? It, I, I guess it was. It was long enough to see. Uh, uh, gotta go. Dylan, you gotta go like cover himself in mud and she's like and then he covers himself in mud and i'm like full, full loud voice i'm like what is going on right now so anyways i feel so, your pain no well i okay so so i'm racing to the bathroom i'm racing back and honestly i come into the theater and there's insanity on the screen and i and i think to myself i you know i think i know what's happening like there's an alternate there's an alternate dimension or reality and it's playing into this and it was kind of hinted at earlier in the movie and now they're actually showing it and this is hilarious and I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to take the lump of like missing five minutes that were really fucking hilarious and I want to rewatch the movie because again like it's pretty dense in details can we talk about Michelle Yeoh just the fact that she is uh, you know people may not know the fact she's 98 years old she looks fantastic (laughs) yeah didn't know that part yeah she was making kung fu martial art movies back in the 80s with Cynthia Rothrock like and she she's a she's a badass like she can go yeah she was amazing and and I honestly when I was looking to see who this co-star was with her I was like, is she somebody who's worked with Michelle Yeoh from the 80s? Because I remember all those films, and they had some pretty incredible martial artists. And then when I found out it was my man, Short Round. Data? Oh, man, all the respect for Data on that. Because he he has been doing martial arts and stunts for the last 30 years. And you see him on, like, the crew list or a lot of these films when you look at the IMDb. I'm really happy that he's back in front of a camera. Because you think that he just, oh, he became a stuntman. It's so cool. He went to the background. This dude needs some gigs. Yeah, and that, he that was is so great. wonderful too about like that kind of thing where like you think that actors have just gone and just like gone by the wayside or like burnt their bridges or whatnot, but then they come back. They've been working for forever, and like that's what those overnight successes always are. It's they've yep. been working through all this stuff or helping out. I, I find that fascinating, and I hope he does get a big resurgence. That dude killed him. Kind of. That's kind of like one of the aspects of our show that we love talking about is like some of these actors you might have forgotten about, like Matt Adler from north shore and whitewater summer and Teen I love Matt Adler. and then you realize well that guy kind of transitioned to behind the, the scenes and does a lot of adr and he's happy with that but people are like want to see him back on screen you know all these mm. north shore fanatics well, i want to see north shore part two and then he's like that's not going to happen guys i'm not <laughs> and i think john stockwell is somebody who did that Ooh, right yes another like, great he, actor. Like, he started out he's like in carrie and he starts out in these movies in the Christine, 80s yeah and Christine, mm-hmm. sorry, yeah, it was Christine, and uh, and then he, you know, becomes a director, and we don't hear. We're like, what happened to that dude from Christine? I do. But he became a director, and he's a really like he was a prolific director there for a long stretch. 
I do want to find someone who hasn't seen Christine and then accidentally show them Carrie instead. Like, I feel like that's... <laughs> I, I wanna... yeah, they're best friends. Christine and Carrie, they're good friends. They, they shared lockers. Yeah. I kind of want to do that too, but I want to show them cars instead. So, <laughs> you know. Amazing. No, but no, but the actually cars. a kid who wants to see cars and you show them Christine instead. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I want to see Clifford. Great. Here's Cujo. <laughs> Why not? Perfect. It's probably better. all about dogs. <laughs> yeah, as if as if Clifford's any less destructive than Cujo. Clifford is a fucking hazard. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. I mean, you're gonna a need more something. He's than, big. Uh, he's some red. The worst How combo. is he not? Dis- he's destroying the entire city. Like, yeah. he is a, we've talked about this yeah. on the show. He's, he's racist. Incredible. House. Also, I mean, oh, Clifford he's oh. communist. Did he come oh, on the yeah, podcast and just burn everybody? He's, yeah. he's big. He's big and red. He's a communist, and he takes massive poops. There's nothing good about Clifford. Really, let's just say. No. Oh, good to I know. I love that movie. you have a hard stance on yeah. Clifford. <laughs> I want to see the Clifford movie where they're following Clifford with like a, you know, a giant piece of machinery just to pick his ass, like pick up his crap. <laughs> they like, shoot it like Cloverfield. Oh, yeah. They don't quite mm-hmm. see him. All. <laughs> be, we're, we're like talking about, well, we are on the topic of multiverses. So here you go. You take yeah. maximum overdrive with that green goblin truck uh, pushing mm-hmm. the poops down the road. And, uh, you know, Christine's <laughs> leading the way. And what were we? I, I, Andy Rattinger, my good friend, when we had this conversation about Clifford being a kaiju on the show, he made a Photoshop. He made a Photoshop of Clifford oh, versus really? Godzilla out of the uh, the Kong versus Godzilla graphic. So I funny. see it. That's awesome. Like, there we go. Um, so speaking of uh, things that we that you know maybe didn't have a place in pop culture for fifteen years, but have made a comeback, maybe it hasn't. Uh, Paramount Plus put out their uh, Halo series that should have come out fifteen years ago. Um, like how was this not a freaking movie in nine in two thousand five? I'm not sure. Right? Back when it was a little bit more popular. I mean, it still it still holds the popularity among the diehard fans and everybody who just loves gaming in general. Um, but what'd you think of the uh, actual show itself, Linda? <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Do you just have a okay, seizure? So, so, oh, stop. Just, like, let yeah. me just grind this okay. to a halt. Great question, I played, Katie. I, listen, let's not answer. <laughs> I played through the first three of the Halos, and I enjoyed it. But I didn't play through it for the freaking story. I don't think anybody plays through Halo for the freaking story, right? I mean, like, I no. tried to. But, well, well, then you've got these fans who are like, oh, but I read the book and the Halo lore and all okay. this stuff. And it's fine. That's I guarantee that's not why you play the freaking game. Um, and... I think we would have been a okay with a pew 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 Spartans versus like elites and all that stuff like show where it's basically a pew 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 action show with a very high concept. The deal here, though, and I mean, obviously, every director that we've heard wanted to take a swipe at Halo from Peter Jackson to um, who's the guy from South Africa who did District Nine. Uh, I didn't know that. All all these incredible directors are, they're all putting their their imprint on Halo and we're not getting their versions. Uh, We finally get the Halo on the Paramount Plus and it's a one hour series. It's a one hour episode. It's a one hour show. And meanwhile, the one it's going to be compared to, and it should be compared to it, is The Mandalorian, which is about a half hour, 40 minute show, which is also very high concept. But it's also very thin on the dialogue, and it's very much like a simple Western story. For the beginning, it's starting to branch out into more Star Wars lore, and that stuff might might be the 
downfall of the, of the Mandalorian when it gets too dense into the Star Wars mm. world, mm. you know, world expansion. Yep. Um, but you know, with this Halo show, uh, and Frank Bowen, who I worked with in video games, is a really knowledgeable gamer. He says Navy SEALs on CBS did that. Just wrap it in Halo gear. Just make it a mission based show. Mm. Make it an objective based show. Keep it short. Keep it to 30, 40 minutes an episode. Because every time the Spartans are blowing up crap in Master Chief's on screen, blowing up stuff, this show works. Whenever you start getting into the government space politics stuff, which I don't remember from the, from the games being that big, when no. you start having the human stuff in there, it is a, it's a little bit of a snooze fest. Well, it's not fun. I mean, and it's an impressive show. Visually, all the aliens look amazing. The alien homeworld stuff looks amazing. I don't mind the expansion there because it feels new. I don't mind like the action stuff looks incredible. It's a really impressive technical show, but the human, the writing about the human stuff, like we don't, I don't really want it. <laughs> Are you just too politicked out? No, I'm I'm all for seeing what the fuck happens with Clarence Thomas and all this stuff. Like I'm down with politics, man. I'm down with like Clarence politics. Thomas in Halo, and you got me. I'm down yeah. with this. Yeah, let's uh, yeah. let's be like run. Um, but but what I don't what I don't like is uh, that we have an action sequence that seems to be progressing the character we care about, and we cut from it to characters we don't care about, have no investment mm-hmm. in, and they're suddenly uh, having a little bit of human intrigue that we don't aren't invested in at all we are invested in the high stakes can i get this over there in we're doing time missions to, in terms of just a show like i mean let's face it that's all mandalorian's been is like when that's, it was good it's like fetch no, missions yeah and that's no, uh, not really all we need with the halos and it's turning into like it's trying to do more than it needs to mm. and it's like they're working hard to be dull and dustin and zach did you guys play the games at all or do you continue to yes Yes, yes Dustin, yes. Do you still play? Yes, indeed. Yeah, I mean, well, look, as as a game, right, there's there's probably not many multiplayer experiences that that started out, you know, 20 some years ago. Xbox really kind of set the stage and Halo set the stage for that other than maybe like 007. Uh, but well, really I- like, you know, those those LAN parties that I used to have and just like mm-hmm. connecting the machines. And like, I was like, this is amazing. And recently got back into Halo Infinite equally as as amazing and fun i'm not precious with any of these uh characters don't really care although i was thrown in the show because it's like all of a sudden you know you got these rebel camps saying like like they're afraid of the spartans and they're afraid of the marines you start out and spartans aren't popular this is weird like you know and i understand that we're 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 kind of separate from the the lore a bit before the covenant has kind of taken over and all that other stuff but it is it is a very strange uh, you know, it, it is a very strange move story-wise because you're very thrown. Like the Spartans are always the good guys. Why are why are they hated here? Oh, because they're like on assassination missions for various government entities. entities yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the political intrigue stuff. Like, who cares? Who cares? Just just go kablooey and like just go over here and have to do some kablooey and then take this over there and do some kablamo and that's like kind of what I'm in for. <laughs> Fly this over there and kablizza blizza, and like that's my halo. You know what I mean? Like, like I want fucking in like comic book bubbles. Right that's now. all I want. That's I all I want. It. I don't. Glam, but like zaps, boom. Yeah. They immediately give Master Chief like a human to take care of, right? 
And I'm like, mm, I don't know about this. Right. I and think then- it does kind of come back to the fact that like a lot of people, and especially a lot of the fan base of the players, didn't really play the game for the storyline. And so there wasn't Hell no. much no. interest in the storyline to begin with when you're setting this in a medium that is specifically about the visuals and the storyline. Well, uh, yeah, they played it for the Kablamo and the Kablizbliz. <laughs> And the Kawaba Waba, and like Frank Bowen yeah. says, another Disney Plus show that's pretty good is Star Wars Bad Batch, the mother. Mm. Yeah. Like that yeah. Star Wars Bad Batch stuff where you got this cool squad of badasses and they got yeah. to do a mission every episode. There's an sto- overarching storyline. Do that. But the density of the human politic garbage. Oh, no, sorry, guys. Like you're talented writers. I just don't understand the edict to have in there, put that much stuff into a show. It did not. It, there's a great 30 minute show in here. It's you a just lot. Yeah. Rip all that other stuff out of here. Interesting. Wouldn't you I, say, Dustin? Dustin, you watched this thing, right? I, I did. I did watch this thing. And I thought, you know, and when I put it in and I was like, oh, this is like legitimately 57 minutes. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> like, I really want, because it wasn't even like a clean 44, <laughs> yeah. you know, 42. Uh, it was like 57. And I was like, oh, no. And I felt a little bit like you, Jonathan, with the movie where I'm like, oh, if I leave to go to the bathroom, I'm going to be confused. And I don't want that in a show. I don't, I want yeah. quick, I want quick, I, I think 30 minutes is, is 22 minutes is the ideal show for me. Uh, as, as Zach nice knows comedy. very well, <laughs> right. As Zach knows very well, 83 minutes is the ideal length of a movie. Yeah. Um, I'm, I just, I'm not invested so much in master chief at this particular moment. I don't know that I will keep going and maybe I'll give it another shot, but like there's too I much content out there. Two is- better uh, but i mean that's but, that's life that's our entire existence yeah. now wait give it a give it till episode two give it till episode three yeah, like, episode two. Yeah. i was like no I like i, I kind of got i got the feeling from the opening moments of this that it was going to be a little flat you yep. know, it was going to be a little yep. hollow halo hollow, it's gonna be hollow. And, little- and, and, and i'll say this about like leaving an experience and coming back and thinking that you're lost here if i came back i didn't miss anything because it was a lot of filler well, it, then- with and, and there's, there's, the Daniels are really talented writers because when I did go to the bathroom during everything everywhere all at once and I came back, they were so good at just keeping things rolling. <laughs> the bathroom like, test. Dude, the bathroom dude, test. The bathroom test. Well, that thing, focused, that that thing passed the bathroom test because yeah. it was still entertaining yeah. and it still yeah. kept me rocking. It's well, amazing. I, that, I did not miss it. The conversation that's been going on lately is because we've had all these movies that are going so long that are be, like they're over 90 minutes. They're going over two hours. They're, how long was Batman? Almost three? Like, I mean, yeah. people are it talking about bringing back the intermission in terms of like movies, and yeah, which I should. think is interesting. But bring it's, back the editor, motherfucker. Just make shorter movies. Well, no, when you no cut it out of the Oscars, when you cut that category out, yeah. <laughs> those editors aren't going to. What's in it for me? I'm not going to get any gold. <laughs> but why um, would I edit no. this thing out? Respect to all editors because they do an amazing job. But that's the thing, especially when it comes to TV too. We don't have those commercial breaks anymore because we have streaming services, so they have like the full ability to do those full solid hour shows. Yeah. Do we need them though? That's the question. We don't need the storyline. We do mm-hmm. not need it. Like three of these storylines on the Halos, we did not need. Agreed. Dustin, Agreed. I was I was a yeah. pain on some of this stuff. I was like, uh, take a nap. Agreed. Oh, no. oh something went kablizbliz. <laughs> I'm out. I'm back. I'm back. I'm was that a kablizbliz or kablizbliz? I'm comfortable with the kablizbliz. <laughs> <laughs> Make it more that, entertaining. That thing, it kablizzed all over that alien. <laughs> I like it. I've got, no, cool. I've got no vested interest in this show. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I never played the game. 
Uh, you know, I think Mortal Kombat movies ruined it for me where I'm like, if any, oh. any movie that's based on a game moving forward is probably not going to be that great uh, because I was never I didn't play that game to know why these characters had the motivations for what they did. Uh, sure. The trailer looked cool. I showed I used my seven year old son as a as a measuring stick for a lot of this stuff. I'm like, what do you think? He's like, that's, that's a good one. this looks cool. I'm like, OK, I show him the trailer for that. uh Channing Tatum movie with Sandra Bullock and he's like this looks kind of not good and I'm like yeah well you know Uh, and so uh, I said it's different audience so if he likes it it's going to stink but if he doesn't like it it's probably going to be good exactly that's the measurement (laughs) pretty much (laughs) you know but but his perspective was like look because Halo was not good but the the Sandra Bullock movie was and we'll get to that yeah I don't think he can I don't think it it doesn't sound appealing at all I I want to watch it is there kiss kiss in this is there kissy kiss 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 smooch smooch I don't like kissy kiss kiss so he he quotes imagine uh, he watches Halo and they start kissing each other he's like I don't like yeah. Oh. <laughs> just their helmets bumping up against each other. Yeah. Probably gonna be he calls it he calls it diarrhea. Head. He calls it <laughs> diarrhea because if if <laughs> you go back kiss? to the last Starfighter, if you're watching the last Starfighter when um yes. Lance uh, uh I forget his last name, uh but Catherine Mary Stewart and and, and right. Lance Guest, I think. Name? Uh they, yeah, they yeah, Lance Guest. kiss. Yep. And mm-hmm. and his, the little brother goes diarrhea. Diarrhea. So that stayed with Bodhi yeah. ever since. So everything's diarrhea. What the shit? That's my favorite little brother quote from <laughs> Last Starfighter. Is when he sees the clone clone of his brother and goes, "What the shit? <laughs> Terrifying. Terrifying." You Did know you what I'm your... talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> he sees this like so spongy, like like fucking what was? It? It's like a uh, it's like a like a algae or something version yeah. of his brother. He's got the veins and everything. Head, the veins and everything. And he goes, and he, he's like turning into a clone of his brother in his bed. He goes, what the shit? <laughs> Man, we used to say that a ton as kids. So and our parents loved about. it. <laughs> and he had a stack of Playboys yeah. under his bed too, the, the little brother. That's well, true. That's true. But I yet he doesn't like people kissing. <laughs> Mary Catherine. Okay, Mary Catherine Stevens? Catherine Mary at- Stewart. Catherine Mary, Mary Stewart, she was like my one of my big crushes there in the 80s. I had lots of them. I was a lonely yeah, kid. Weekend at Bernie's. And, and she was at like a monster mania or one of these monster things here in LA. And I was like, oh my God, there she is signing autographs. And my brother's like, you should go up and just talk to her. And I was like, oh, I can't do that. So the, the fool, he tweets at her. My brother is scared to come up and talk to you. We're standing like two hours, you know, but he like tweets at her while we're standing there. And she Hilarious. tweets back like, I see him like he should come over and talk to me. Don't Aww. be such a, you know, and I was like, uh, <laughs> hello, how are you? <laughs> and how old were you at the time? I was mid thirties. What the yeah. shit? She's Canadian too. What so she's shit? super nice. <laughs> yeah, she was super nice. She was super nice. But she, yeah, she tweeted, don't be such a cowardly American. I don't know. She yeah. just tweeted at me. was like, come over and talk to me. Is, it, is it telling, though, that she like had time to tweet while she was sitting there? Like what? Like she <laughs> was, brother, she was yeah, not. No, it, it uh, kind of was. Right? Yeah. Like, no, she's not. Uh, there aren't that many yeah. people talking to her at all. If she's I turned can, my brother, taking her like, phone and just tweet with you. Nobody's at the table. I should go and talk to her. Right. And then it turned into. Uh, like, I see. I'll tweet her. Uh, we had a we had a guest on our show, uh, Dean Cameron. Dean Cameron played Chainsaw in summer school, right? Cool. And mm-hmm. and he and he calls those conventions. This is him saying this has been conventions. And cool. um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, but then there, but there's then definitely <laughs> a reality to that. There's a but, definite yeah. reality. That but then the flip side, yeah. like John Philbin, who played Turtle in North Shore, he's like, look. 
I, I love these things. I get to meet the fans and people come up to me and I make a ton of money, you know? There you go. <laughs> and so he's happy about that. Cash. And Kathy Mary Stewart, she goes in waves. I think Night of the Comet has actually kind of gotten a resurgence of the past few years. And um, I don't know. She seems to be coming, gaining more popularity. She's on, she's on a lot of Hallmark and Lifetime movies. And I think Dustin nice. likes that. That was my favorite is Night of the Comet. Yeah. They, you know, senior year in college, we shot a Night of the Comet type movie called spores with the alien oh, cool. spores infecting us and like well we were nerds in the radio station so we didn't get infected my buddy kevin and i <laughs> awesome. and then we look up and there's zombies everywhere we ran around it was a it was, i mean we shot a 75 yeah, minute yeah. movie senior year in college and that, that was it and then and now you know i was going to compare it to pontypool that recent canadian oh yeah movie that was good where the guy it's a great zombie film yeah. it's a great horror film and it's in a radio station just him pretty much like yeah it's like a uh a yeah, it is. It's what's the the Orson Welles one I'm talking about? War of the, the Worlds. War of the Worlds. It's like a War of the Worlds type movie. Pontypool is awesome. Pontypool is great. I thought yeah. that was a great one. Zach, do you own that? Is um, it on the shelf next to you? People I don't, are... but I've seen it several times. Okay. So. Oh darn. Yeah, and it reminded me of Night of the Comet and the whole radio hiding out in the radio station type thing, and there's zombie invasion. Uh, we did mention the Lost City. This is the Sailor Bullock Channing Tatum movie that came out this past weekend. And it also has Daniel Radcliffe. It's amazing. Yep. Uh, it also has amazing Brad role. Pitt. Brad Pitt. <laughs> Bradley Pitt. Bradley Pitt. Pitt. And him. he is hysterical in this movie. It's awesome. Everybody in this movie is hysterical. Katie. It's very I loved funny. This movie. It, here's the thing that would like really hit home for me. It was like I have been saying for forever that we just need another Sandra Bullock movie, like from the early 2000s, you know, mm. late 90s or something like that. Just a pure action comedy film, like a miscongeniality, a speed, or anything like that. And this is this delivers. Um, it's definitely like I. There's a point where it's Brad Cooper, Bradley Cooper, <laughs> or sorry, Bradley Cooper. God, Brad Pitt, Channing Tatum, and Sandra uh-huh. Bullock all in one shot. And I just turned to Mark and I was like, we finally got it. We finally got that movie. <laughs> like not even like 10 minutes into the movie or we something. Did. I was just like, we went here. She's awesome. And yeah. Heidi, was, Heidi was watching Amy Poehler's uh, Lucy, Lucille Ball documentary, the Lucy and yeah. Desi documentary. And Amy Poehler did this one and it was really good. And yeah. you just start to appreciate how amazing Lucille Ball was as a performer. Mm-hmm. And Buster Keaton was like one of her mentors. Yeah. Mm. And you see it in wow. Lucille Ball's performances. I love Buster Keaton and Lucille Ball is on another level. And then you see this movie. And obviously you're a fan of Sandra Bullock. Like oh, you know big. she does physical comedy. Yeah. And you can pretty much see what the influence Lucille Ball had on Sandra Bullock because the mm-hmm. physical comedy is amazing in this movie. She's great. Yeah. And this, this is like such a great comeback. I mean, not comeback because she's always been great. Right. It's not like she, she, she had a bomb really go at any anywhere, point. It's kind of like we were talking about with some of the other She went actors. to take care of her kids because yeah. people yeah. like her life. she was sick of Hollywood. Like she went to live her life. <laughs> somebody broke into her freaking house. Y'all know. I mean, somebody she had she had a bad relationship. Somebody broke yeah. into her freaking house where she lives with her kids, and she'd had enough of this garbage. And this this is a great way to like this movie's awesome. It's a classic Sandra Bullock movie. The, and Channing Tatum's hilarious. I hope we get more of yeah, Channing Tatum's always hilarious. I'm glad that he's really exercising his funny bone because he, he's a pretty funny dude. He's amazing. Obviously, like you said, Brad Pitt's great. Oh. I loved all the I loved all the supporting cast. You know, Radcliffe is chewing up everything yes. he's got. The script is the part where I was like, okay, this movie's <laughs> gonna stink. Like watching you're watching the trailer and you're like, I really hope this is the movie promised in the trailer. Right. And as I'm sitting down watching it, 
I kept waiting for like the the script to fail. Does that make sense with yeah. some of these comedies? Well, it felt like it might be like an Amy Schumer type of movie. Like it might go that way. I mm-hmm. forget what's the movie with. Uh, you take my Amy Schumer out of your goddamn. Mouth I love Amy Schumer. I, I think I she's hilarious. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> right. I was trying to do a Will Smith there. But no, um, there, was, there was the movie where she gets lost with her mom in like a you know mm-hmm. a South America or something like that. And like that movie, it was like oh yeah, almost hit it. Uh, and I felt like this might be that movie. Totally not. I thought it like knocked it out of the park hilarity wise. Uh, whether there are ad libs, improvs, whether it was actually the stuff that was scripted. Yeah. Every piece of dialogue is good and every moment's good. And in the action directing is actually pretty well done. It was fun. I like it way really more than classic Uncharted. Hollywood way. As I, as they're okay, so as they're exploring at the end of the movie, they're like, okay, this this storyline on the exploration and the adventures coming together. I was like, this shit's fucking taking Uncharted's lunch. Like, it is. This is no, this well, is a much better adventure movie than which is, which is funny because, like, just the logic, the pure like movie logic of it all, made way more sense than Uncharted. And like, to be fair, I thought yes. again, Uncharted was a fun popcorn movie, you know. But, no, it wasn't. But, but it was a fun popcorn movie. There was and, like, a fight in a Papa John's. <laughs> like it was. It was horrible. I mean, it was no. I, it was. A bunch I, of, it was I really. It was, enjoyed, yeah, it was bad. Also, it's Sandra Bullock, and who I who try not to hate on movies, but Uncharted <laughs> was one of those movies where it's like, let's let's have an ancient keyhole that is part of this treasure in a Papa John's. <laughs> that was in the video game, right? Straight up. Yeah. No, yeah. straight up. Yeah. <laughs> Except it was, it was the owner. Of and they didn't even I, change Papa John's to something else. They were just like that, the key yeah, of the no. now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think when in the in the in the movie when they went to the Divine Comedy to find the source of the treasure, they were like, "Oh, look, the ancient, you know, this is an old. This is from the monks wrote about the the Papa John's. Right. Like, no, there's yeah. nothing yeah. there. This was gar. It was just like it was just hokey. And this is fun. Yeah. Well, and, they, and if they were gonna do something like that, they would have had a reason for it because these were really creative writers. I'll tell you what sold this for me when I saw the trailer. Uh, first of <laughs> Diarrhea. all, <laughs> Diarrhea. <laughs> Diarrhea. Di- everywhere. Right. That. So the um. I love one of my favorite subgenres is romantic action comedies. So mm-hmm. Romancing the Stone is one of my all-time favorite movies. So check right there. Then the, there's the like African kind theme. of uh, variations on that theme of movies in the 80s like High Road to China with Tom Selleck, uh Jake Speed, um uh Alan Quartermain in the Lost City of Gold, you know, like that these, one is. Does that one hold up? It, it's it's cheesy, games? but you know what? Like, yeah. there, Dustin and I are always saying nostalgia is a hell of a drug, right? Because you look back but and you're like, oh, that movie is great, and then you watch and you're like, that. These movie are the ones Indiana great. Jones brought back. Yes, I mean, there were tons of them in the eighties. These are the ones Indiana Jones brought back. Totally. Yes, and and I mean, give me Romancing the Stone any day out of all those movies, and I'm like, I'm watching this, and I'm going, this has enough elements there. And then you throw a bad bread. I love Brad Pitt when he's playing a side character, not when he's the lead actor, but when like in, in uh, true, true romance or California, you know, like Floyd, something yeah. wacky. Yeah. It's no. incredible. No, I, I was, I was stunned um, because I didn't watch too many trailers going into this. It's one of my favorite things to do to not watch trailers and just go in blind to a movie. And yeah. I was like, Brad Pitt's in this. What the hell? And he plays <laughs> such a Brad Pitt character, but like so effortlessly, it's just like, oh, I'm awesome. in good hands. Here. It's hilarious. Yeah. Is Robert Zemeckis? Did he do *Romancing the Stone*? He did. Was it was his first movie. It's yep. pretty incredible. Oh. Hey, could you imagine yeah. coming out of the of freaking gate with *Romancing the Stone*? I, it's it's that holds up, by the way. Yeah. Yes, I watched yeah. it recently. Terrific it soundtrack it's too. Insane. But like you go, like imagine going *Romancing the Stone*, 
Back to the Future in the trilogy in Roger Rabbit. Yeah. In there. Yeah. Like, holy crap. And yeah. obviously, like, like 10 years after all that, plus, like, What Lies Beneath is incredible. And obviously... Underrated. Castaway. But yep. yeah. What Lies Beneath is a phenomenal horror It really movie. is good. I love that movie. Yep. Um, and again, incredible script. And I think, you know, no no offense to Ruben Fleischer, but with the, with the Uncharted, but I think... Every element worked on this one, mm-hmm. and it started. And it cool. started with that script. The script was really, really, really smart. And then you have two performers who, you know, I think, like the the performers, the ad libbing in this. Did it feel like ad libbing to you, Katie? Some of this, a bit. It felt it felt very off the top of the head, but I don't know if that's just the commitment to. I mean, Sandra always seemed to have that sort of style in her acting. Um, and Channing does as well. And I, I never would have thought a Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock movie would work. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, I was like, eh, that's You didn't. No, I didn't. I, I, the age disparity? No, not even the age disparity. She's, be- she's hot to trot. Well, they're both hot to trot, but like, it's I like, I just, I, I guess I hold Sandra Bullock in like such high revere and Channing Tatum. I'm like, oh yeah, he's just like the funny, no. funny guy. Don't I, you do that to my Channing. He's 22 Jump Street, 21, <laughs> 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street is great. It's a great, you don't like those Keep my are Channing like, Tatum out of your motherfucking mouth. In the comedy fandom, like I never would have put those okay. two in the same movie. Um, but now that I see them in the same movie, like it blew my mind and I loved it. It it, it worked. It worked really well. And I yeah. can't tell you why I wouldn't have put them together in the first place, but like I can tell you that I I want them doing more movies together. <laughs> right. Well, I'm not gonna lie, uh Sandra Bullock does not do it for me necessarily and hasn't oh. for many years. I think Miss Congeniality was like the last movie I saw her in where I'm like, that was good. She's done, in my opinion, Love Potion number nine. Yeah. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> no, but, you, but Love Potion the number nine. The, the Melissa McCarthy movie, I think you're right on that one. That one movie like, was a couple where it was the not heat. good. Yeah, the heat. Yeah. yeah. It got a little bit rough. It, there then, were yeah. a couple of rough times, but yeah. Uh, but but I will say, but I thought the one where I thought movie? the. I thought the one where she had to be blind was funny, where she was like the bird uh. box. That was hilarious. You didn't think that was funny? The, you didn't think the bird box comedy was funny? Oh, yeah. Oh, that you was... know, the Oscar grab? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> bird box hilarious. <laughs> well, she did, she did one recently for Netflix where she was an ex-con, like a hard interview. Oh, and yeah. hilarious. It had Unfunny. potential. It had potential. To be funny? Yeah. You know, yeah. not not knee slapper, more did like you an watch, elbow You slapper. watched it? Oh, I watched it. Really? You How do you have time? I, that, that, that makes that's weird. Between to me. all the stuff that's I crazy. have to do, because at the end of the night, my wife typically doesn't want to watch the movies that I we you cover on on two dollar late fee. And, and she's like, "Oh, it's Sandra Bullock." Well, there's a backstory. Uh, I I in a roundabout way kind of know her. So uh, that, that's a hey. save that for an off air conversation. Um, okay. <laughs> father of some uh, of her kids, but you, I don't you know you her. Tell her oh, interesting. Huh. You tell her Jonathan and Geekscape is a big fan. Well, I will tell you that she's a very nice person outside of, you know, genuinely we had good a, person. We had a scavenger hunt in high school. When, when <laughs> to find Sandra Bullock. When, 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 <laughs> no, when she had first moved to Austin, it was hip. And we had a scavenger hunt. And like Midnight Madness? Get, it was it was like get a Midnight picture Run. or it was like get an autograph from a celebrity, get a picture with a celebrity. And yes, well, it was Austin and like all these hip people were starting to move to Austin by the late 90s. And it was like, OK, get a picture with it. By that time, like Matthew McConaughey was like playing the bongos naked and doing <laughs> the all that Starbucks or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. so there, so you could probably with a little bit of effort find a celebrity in Austin on any given night, you know, because there were places to hang out. But we're high school kids. So we're like, we can't go down to Sixth Street and find them in any of the clubs. But one of our friends knew where supposedly Sandra Bullock lived in the neighborhood. 
So we drive over to this neighborhood, nice oh. neighborhood, and it's like, I th- we think that's our house. We go to knock on it. Forrest Whitaker and her both answer the door. <laughs> Double points. <laughs> yeah, they were hanging out. Yeah, so, so and she was super cool. And she's like, yeah, I'll, you know, scavenger hunt? Cool, what's it all about? And that's so awesome. that was uh, the, hell? the only time I met it's such Sandra a random It's like a weird dream. Super cool. <laughs> yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, it was fun. A dream um, about a scavenger hunt. So she Forrest was nice Whitaker. enough to us as high school kids. And um, and yeah, thank yeah. You. Did Forrest Whitaker to, uh, look at you and say, that "What are you doing?" Movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of tag, did you all watch the Oscars last night? <laughs> Did you, uh, I did. did. I feel like I was, was the only one watching Oscars? live, and like I kept I, being like, "You were, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it, it, the I only was one, like, yeah, right." I was like, it did, "Well, a bar group of friends, it? Katie, you were." Um, yeah. I have not watched the Oscars in about twenty years. I don't find Same. them fun a lot to of watch. Yeah. I think they're, I, I think they're Ugh. pretty disconnected with a lot, uh, and yeah. that it, does not make for a very entertaining of, show. No, but it does make for great Twitter comedy. <laughs> that being uh, said, agreed, when things Agree do it. connect, connect. Uh, <laughs> Good uh, when things quite do a connect. Bit. So I'm watching. We're watching. What am I watching? Last night we're watching Picard, which is uh-huh. not bad. We're watching mm. the Picard okay. season two, and then we better than Halo. My fa- <laughs> it's better than that Sandra Bullock prison movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have not watched the Sandra Bullock prison movie. Sandy, than, I'm still holding out hope. I enjoy it. Better than it's Picard not better than Blind one? Side. I think it's better than Picard season. No, Picard. No? It's about on par with Picard season one. Oh. So then we start watching the movie, the, the show, my favorite mm. show. Which is Winning Time on HBO Max? Oh, the Lakers! I that I love that show. That show is awesome and it's fun and um and it makes me super sad that Will Ferrell and Adam yeah. McCann aren't friends anymore. Because oh no, really? Yeah. So Hummer. yeah, because, because of, of the show, because he cast John C. Riley instead of Will and, and Adam. It Will wanted it. Oh, yeah. they cost him their friendship. Technically, not really since. amicably, but they haven't really talked since. Oh yeah. no, Adam McKay wanted to cast John C. Riley as Jerry Buss and uh, and Will. Farrell wanted it, and Adam McKay was like, he he offered the part the part to John C. Riley without telling he him. Didn't will, tell which him. Was, and John called that's messed John up. That's weird. Will and was that's like, weird. hey, this is happening. Hey, yeah. I'm your best yeah. friend. Your business partner just helped yeah. me. Yeah, that's yeah. real that's weird. Up. Adam, I mean, Adam will admit. I think he's admitted publicly that he handled Very. it wrong, yeah. and it's like, and Will doesn't really talk about it. He's just like, the show is yeah. solid. So we're watching things. it. So we're watching the show, and. It ends, and I check my phone, and Katie goes, "What just happened?" And I'm thinking, "What did like?" Huh? She's, I mean, Katie's the only person I knew that watched the Oscars, so like, she got it's got to be the Oscars. So I look at the text from Katie. I then go to Twitter, and all I see is Will Smith, Chris Rock, Will Smith, Chris Rock, and I was like, "Holy crap, we got to find the clip of this. Something's happening." And I find that uncensored clip yeah. of. A, the bad joke. It's not a funny joke. Chris Rock's joke about what Jade is. It's a bad joke. Mm-hmm. It's punching down, and it's just about a movie that's 25 years yeah. effing old. Yeah. So, like, it's not a good joke. Uh, but maybe he's performing at the AMC 16 later. <laughs> then <laughs> Will Smith walks up to stage, and you're like, what is happening? And then you just see the kablism. Yeah. Kablism blam boom. I hate that. And then he walks away and goes, you keep Listen. my wife's name out of your motherfucking oh, mouth. And I'm like, and I'm like with Katie say, like, what just happened? Yeah. Well, it, the, so the actual broadcast feed, they, they 
cut the audio for a while and that's how you knew it was real because yeah. they for a good solid because uh you could see chris rock just say will smith just slapped the shit out of me um and and he should have made an ali two joke if he's gonna make a <laughs> joke about gi jane two you might as well at that Man, moment be yeah. like i i just starred in Bring it up ten years, to. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not work it back? Well, Mark it's... wanted him to say "Welcome to Earth" afterwards, but um, <laughs> but that been good. I, I thought it was actually it was kind of commendable for Chris Rock because he kept going, and yeah. um, that yeah, was well. that was a very professional move, and like the only move you can do at that point. Um, yeah. And, you know, and then, of course, there's all these conspiracy theories that, like, you know, it was planned or whatever. Um, but the yeah. I'm only hearing them from Shane. There's he's no, like, look, yeah. you can no. see padding on the side of Chris there's Rock's no, face. I'm like, no, he's no, black, you racist. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. But um, yeah, I'm kidding, Shane. Great kidding, for ratings Shane. a year from now. What a great yeah. what a great stunt this is. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I With the uh, thing- that like was really uncomfortable though was i mean <laughs> will smith won the award for best actor afterwards and then he gave this speech about being a vessel of love and then yeah. it got unbelievably uncomfortable because he could have used that time and like he was crying the whole time obviously he was very regretful of things that he did but it, you know, in that moment, wasn't vocalizing them, which, which that's got to be a crazy stage to have those moments, and especially in a global setting. Um, my therapist was like, "He needs therapy," and I was like, "Well, yeah, but <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't at this point, no. especially after the pandemic, all the things that everybody's going through." And- <laughs> Meanwhile, Ronald McDonald's like, "He needs a Big Mac." Like, of course, the therapist is going to say somebody needs therapy. <laughs> can, can we talk? Can we talk though about maybe the the biggest moment that? That has been overlooked pretty much right while when this happened with the reaction shots in the audience. Oh, and (laughs) Mel Gibson was shocked by the uh, by this. And then I'm looking at it going, oh, Mel Gibson's welcome back to Hollywood. Okay, well, that's good to know. Right. And so I'm watching this shot of Mel Gibson. That's a seat filler. He's a seat filler. I will uh, say that Amy Schumer's joke afterwards was the only joke that was made after that that kind of cleared the hair just a little bit. Um, she had been in a Spider-Man costume, lowered to the stage, and like was like stuck. And she's like, "I was spending that whole time getting out of that Spider-Man costume. Did I miss anything? It <laughs> was really weird in here. Something <laughs> must have happened." Um, and I thought that was the only thing that seemed to touch on it and and let it go. Um, with, without making it a, a, a deal but yeah everything changed from that moment on and it was it was already kind of because the oscars are uncomfortable to begin with but like yeah. it got real uncomfortable after that love makes you do crazy things you know like it's just i don't think that's a valid excuse for no. and he has since song. apologized and he said that he's incredibly embarrassed by his actions um, what that, do you do the Academy is saying that they're investigating this whole thing. And I, can we? That's the most HR take, response ever. We're, yeah, invest, oh, we're right. investigating something that happened live in front of the entire right. world. Yeah. <laughs> the whole world side. We're going to investigate. Yeah. We're going to take fingerprints off of Chris Rock's face. Uh, do you take back the Oscar? You can't, right? No. Do you not give can. it in the first place? Like, wh- like I, what the hell do you do? They they probably should have at some point. I mean, this, the shocking thing to me is that no one went over to him and was just like, 
please just get out of the building, right? Because yeah. it's it's just such a strange move yeah. that, you know, regardless of your definition of assault, because there's all these people, this is, I mean, the whole thing makes me really sad, yeah. honestly. The whole thing makes yeah. me so sad because you have all these people defending it and they're like, you know, oh, that wasn't a slap that you calling that assault, you know, and they're yeah. the same people that are also being like, well, if it was my wife, I'd go up with a closed fist. And they're also the same people who have some violent trauma in their background. Yeah, right. So totally. like exactly. you just see like what's the normal. It makes you I mean, certainly this whole notion of gratitude that, you know, <laughs> I didn't yeah. grow up getting hit with a baseball bat or something. And I'm like, that's right. not a slap. That's not assault. Um, but just right. the fact that no one walked over to Will Smith and was like, you got you, you got to get out of the room. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, Bradley Cooper apparently, and also uh, Denzel Washington came up to him and were trying to calm him down. I I'm just curious because I've heard that Chris Rock has made a statement that like it was a bad joke and he shouldn't have gone that far, but I haven't seen him make like an official statement. I'm I'm wondering how Chris Rock is doing, and he's said I'm not pressing charges. We do know that mm-hmm. officially, but. Uh, I, it was interesting to me that people went to Will and not to Chris. Yeah. Who just right? I think it sends it sends a bad message. I think ultimately, yeah. because yeah, I, I agree with you, Dustin. Like being ex- at least taken out of the building to talk about it, cool yeah. down from it, and then come back from commercial and say, you know what, we have addressed this. Like address it versus just going glazing over it. Because I right. think this yeah. really fuels the people that are annoyed with Hollywood and say Hollywood is you can do whatever you want because that is a do whatever I want kind of moment, you know, yeah. where he just yeah. walked up and did his thing yep. and I'm not comparing, the two, but you know, someone like Kanye would jump on stage when Taylor That's, Swift was doing her thing. And it's like, yeah. wait a minute, where's the, where's the respect. And again, a lot of kids watch this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. with their families. And so kids see this. And his this own kid diarrhea. tweets out, that's how we do it or whatever. Right, uh, which was really Jada. concerning. Yeah. I thought, yeah. who, who, who tweeted that? I thought Jayden. it was Jada. Who, yeah, Jaden tweeted that. That's how we Philly. do it. And I'm like, that's how we do it. Yeah. really? Because in our family. That? Well, you and that, yeah. that's the concerning thing, too, is that like it, it it's showing a lot of just like the perspectives of like, yeah, like crush him. And like, to be fair, that was a terrible joke about someone yeah. with a disability that is like, like very hesitantly approached this in a public way, which is like shocking and amazing that she's doing that and speaking. And on she looked hat. great. And she looked amazing. She looked freaking yeah. amazing. And like her look was enough when the joke happened. I was like, yeah, that was not in good taste. And then I was thinking it was going to move on. But then like you just saw Chris Rock stop and then you start seeing Will. And I was like, wait, what? I was so confused. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was scary. It's scary because like, if that can happen on live television, like what else can and like in these kind of really tenuous times, that wasn't like that wasn't the place. And like mm-hmm. there was just there was a lot that went into that moment that I think hopefully as Hollywood progresses into the near future, that kind of stuff doesn't have a path anymore. Um mm-hmm. and sheds light on these things in a more public manner. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I think I'm going to land somewhere with Dustin. Like this is kind of depressing. Yeah. And I, listening to that, listening to that speech, it just, it, you know, there are people jumping to the whole conclusion of like, oh, it's a, it's, it's, he's, you know, it's abuser kind of conversation. It's kind of abuser speak to be like, love makes you do crazy things. I didn't mean it, baby. Like that kind of thing. Yep. And it's like, yeah. nah, I, I, I don't know. It, it, he, the dude is in a, everybody here is in a pressure cooker and nobody's yeah. acting to their bests. 
no. at their best. You know, their bandwidth is so narrow yep. and they're under microscopes at all times. Yeah. And this is kind of, is, yeah, no, but uh, ugh, it, the whole thing's gross. Yeah. And uh, if the rock, I think the rock should host. No one's going to the stage if the rock does, <laughs> the rock does this. Uh, I say, yeah. you, this is why John Cena, the rock and Batista need to be the only people on stage during the Oscars. And they can say whatever the they want. <laughs> they can say whatever the hell they want. And nobody's going to take it on the stage. You're going to think twice. You're going to be like halfway out your seat. Be like, did he just disrespect me? Oh, yeah, that's the rock. I think I'm good. I think I'm going to sit right here. Sit on that. <laughs> and uh, what else are you going to say? Yeah. Or um, or have Ted Cruz make Ted Cruz jokes. He's not going to get up and, and do anything <laughs> if you just respect his wife he's probably gonna come up and like lick me no i think ted cruz would go up and start licking chris rock's boots boots. (laughs) yeah he he just start he would just it's yeah start start licking chris rocks uh he'd he'd vote for him for president yeah um whatever yeah andy radinger who's a dear friend he's in the uh facebook watching this and he says or cynthia rothrock let's have cynthia well there you go well if you are, are you, if you are a fan of Cynthia Rothrock, you got to subscribe to this thing. It's called Two Dollar Late Fee. <laughs> yes. I love these boys. Uh, they do a great show. If you love the eighties, if you love music from the eighties, movies from the eighties, just retro culture. This is this is the show for you. These guys are great. I love them so much. And can Dustin can I and Zach? Can I say we this love really you? Quick? First of all, like Dustin and I are so happy to be a part of your network and be with you guys and be a part of the family. Uh, and, and there's potential down the road for something big involving Cynthia Rothrock and Don, the dragon Wilson in the summer. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. yeah. I think we should do something like when I see, when I see the, the, uh, the access y'all have to some of our favorite childhood, uh, stars and we're all in LA, we're all here. We're mm-hmm. all local. Maybe we can, maybe we can put something together. We're maybe all we driving in the rain. San Diego Comic-Con. Maybe, maybe we can make something cool together. I like it. I like it. Um, synergy. Subscribe to the two dollar late fee. You're gonna find out a little bit more about that, and uh, you know, you know who knows. Maybe here in LA, you might be able to sit in a theater and uh, see a little bit of something that we put together. Mm-hmm. Do not do stand up ahead of time. That'll be Katie. <laughs> oh my <And> god! <laughs> do not come up and slap it. Yeah, I mean that. That listen, I don't want to talk too much about that lady doing stand up here in LA, but here in LA, <sighs> folks, this is what happened. The AMC 16 in Burbank had a broken projector. And so the people were just sitting in their seats waiting for their movie to start that didn't start. And this woman got up because her daughter said, maybe you should go up and try your stand up on them. And she got up. And while these people were sitting there waiting for a movie no. that wasn't going to play, she started doing her stand up no. and it was really cringy. It wasn't funny, but where I got involved was I, I said, who cares? Her <laughs> Twitter, the, the people are, people are dunking on her on Twitter and people are like, look how terrible she is. Look how much she sucks. Yeah. This and that. And I said, you know what? fucking respect the hustle dog like no. okay she's she stinks but she got up there and did her comedy and yeah. people are allowed to boo people are allowed to throw their dr- they're not allowed to throw their drinks it's assault people are allowed to boo <laughs> they people are allowed to get they up can, they can people definitely slap her you people, learn that that yeah. doesn't matter people are allowed to go <laughs> yeah. get a ma- people are yeah. allowed to go get a manager and tell her to slap. shut the hell up people are allowed to do whatever the hell they want but I got to respect the fact that this weird lady, <laughs> this lady was like I'm going to do something effing weird and I'm going to get up there and I'm going to risk the booze and People on Twitter who it didn't affect in a million years started dunking on her. And I was like, what's wrong with you people? Yeah. 
this shit didn't affect you. Like, I want more people to be weird. I want Katie to like do weird crap. I want her to have a, a show on every corner yeah. in, in, in Sherman Oaks. Listen, I do. I want Zach so to do crazy crap in Santa show. Monica. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I've got. I want more weird people doing weird stuff in public that is not harming anybody. And this world would be so much more interesting than it is now. And I write something like that, and suddenly some fool people. I'm getting all sorts of tweets. For 24 hours, I'm getting tweets like somebody was like, nobody asked her to do her comedy in front of anybody. You're supporting rape culture. Oh, and somebody that's, else that's was really like, weird. oh, it was fucked. Well, and, and then and to be fair, like, I think there is really? a time and a place for the weird. And especially for people who are all the time. <laughs> nah, I see. I don't. I, if I went to the movie theater, yes, as I think you've already said, I would get up and walk out because I'm not having that kind of a comedy show. Uh, especially Listen, if Dustin, I'm Zach, sober, and I went to see this documentary, Moonfall. It did not play. <laughs> they had a broke this documentary, this Nat Geo, this Nat Geo special, Moonfall. We went to see it. Yeah. It did not happen. The projector broke. And if Dustin or Zach had gotten up and been like, time for my top five, I would have been like, fuck it, do your type five. And if it would have stunk, oh, the heck, it would have been a tight heckly. It would have been a roast. It would have been fun. Who cares? The movie wasn't going to play. A roast in public? You run that risk. This, you know, it's like, come on, this guy's a What's the deal with movies, guys? I mean, come on. I think it would have been fun. I I don't know. People were being very mean to somebody who just wanted to do her bad comedy and it's like come on but it's important to note she's also a psychic too this woman oh so she gosh. knew <laughs> how this was going to turn out right so she did she say that she publicly? Did, apparently yeah at the yeah, end of the video, yeah as as she's leaving that far. she gives her material she's like if you want to find me i'm also a psychic so i can so i can help you out with that too so uh, you know what i can't say i don't celebrate that either i celebrate yeah. that too that I'm is just, weird as hell. I'm just saying, so she was she was fine with the whole thing. You know what I mean? She knew people were gonna dunk her on happen, Twitter. Yeah. She saw it coming. She, mm. So you really you're you're being an advocate for no reason. Just, yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. my point. You oh, just, okay. Just, yeah, down. We should just all not be on Twitter and Because uh, you tell me Matt uh, Kelly's not gonna do something like that. Matt Kelly would be so good at something like that. Listen, and it does kind of go along with the whole, you know, don't hate create, but like it's that kind of thing that like I don't need to further comment on her journey in life, uh, but you know, all the best. Katie, next time we go to the movies, I'm going to sabotage the projector. I'm going to ahead of time. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to invite Katie to the movies. I'm going to crawl up into the crawl space above the theater like John McClane. I'm going to sabotage the projector. And then with the 15 minutes we have while everybody's looking around being like, what's the deal? My movie's going to play. I'm going to have Katie go up and do. What's the deal? I'm going to have Katie. All that. I'm gonna have Katie go do her. Uh, her she's gonna do a nice skit in front of everybody. Oh, you <laughs> motherfucker! What the hell? Why would you end she with that word? She loves that word skit. <sighs> she's gonna do a. She's gonna do like. She she's gonna go up there skit. and do. She's gonna do a skit like. She's gonna go up there and do like like park bench or something and be like, anybody want to throw out a word? I'll do a whole no. skit based on it improvisationally. Oh, this is It'd be so me. good. <laughs> and Andy Rattinger, he's got the spirit. He says. Let me know so I can be there. Oh, there yep. go. Andy's gonna be there. It's gonna be good. And Andy says, "Please do improv." Yeah, as if I script, as if I script any of the show. This no show one is wants improv. improv anymore. One of the weirdest comment I got was if the, if if I saw anybody doing that, I would have thrown a tomato at them. To which I responded, and I would have said, "Why do you have a tomato in the movie theater? What a weird snack!" And then I would have said, "Yo, I have to celebrate that too because I'm the proponent of yeah. all that is weird." Pass me one of them tomatoes. Let's go. 
I'd have chomped down on that tomato. It would have dripped over my popcorn. It would have been delicious. It's a quiet snack. Wouldn't make that much noise. <laughs> unlike popcorn. A little juicy though. Yeah. A Depending juicy. on. I'd have been like a little messy. Heidi. Heidi, what just happened? What I just... went to the bathroom, came back, and ate into a tomato. Uh, <laughs> Is it green? <laughs> I got to say tomato now. because right. Was it fried? Cars. <sighs> Bringing it back to cars. Uh, I think, okay. too, there's something about doing a stand-up set in Los Angeles that's especially yes. gross. You know, I would celebrate the weirdness if it was another city. Like, just don't yes. do it here. Everyone hates that shit. We all know that garbage. It's like somebody just filming when it's in your way. You know, like we don't like that. I feel like I feel like people hate it because that's their hustle too, and they're like, "Shit, I no." It's just there's a time and a place for it, and it's not there. There isn't. There isn't. We're all gonna be dead. Yolo, go up there and do your shit. When it comes to comedy, when it comes to sketch, when it comes to stand up, my whole thing though is that it has to be in um in respect of the audience not in respect of yourself and for me, who cares that's they were gonna go see doing. the moon fall no I don't, they don't respect themselves. i don't care i don't care it, because that woman made it about herself and that's why okay I, welcome I, to I los angeles yeah no i know but everybody that's who gets why, off a greyhound in this town is about, about themselves. that like like <laughs> you have to when you're doing a comedy show if you don't make it about the audience <laughs> then you're not really doing a comedy show <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you should have gone up there and been like, let's yeah. craft the skit together. Yeah. Let me no, you, get out. You should have said the fucking Katie, Katie, that woman needed you, and you probably dunked on her on Twitter, and she needed you to Actually, Yoda didn't. her. I, I stayed <laughs> to away. Yoda her. A lot, a lot you like could have Yoda this woman. Hello, her. You could have you could have Yoda this woman into being a skit master, and instead you let her die on the vine. Why do you hate me? Tomato vine. Tomato vine, as we call it. Five seconds ago. Geekscapus. There's no effing way you're still listening. But if you are, there's a very important mission for you to do. And I'm not oh. talking Halo talk. I'm talking about subscribing to a $2 late fee on the there's, Geekscape Network. A, a lot of oh, kablizzies yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to go kablizzle. Kablizzies. We don't mess around with the boring want political to, crap. We just, I want we just you to go, go kablizzle, kablambles. Podcast app you got. Doodles. You got it. You got the podcast app. Maybe you're listening to this on a podcast app. There's the White Tiger, original title uh, for uh, yeah, huh? No Retreat, oh, No yeah. Surrender. Pulling out the knowledge. I know my stuff. Nice. Geekscape is. I'm the host. I'm the host of Geekscape. I uh, I have a. I know a little bit about everything. I know, that's but very much a little bit, but about everything. Uh, I am everything. Everywhere, all at once, up in my stupid geek brain. But uh, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna get your little app. You're gonna go kablizzle on the two dollar late fee to subscribe to that. You're then probably going to hit a little share button on the episode you're listening to right now and tell your friends, hey, these guys are morons. You might like it. <laughs> and you're going to uh, throw us under the bus so your friend can listen to Jonathan horribly host a psychotic podcast with three other people. <laughs> That'll be fun. And uh, maybe leave us a comment. That'd be fun. Yeah. Be like, you know, well said. Leave us a five star comment that says Kablizzle Kablazzle. And that's of all we know. And um, the Facebook user says Kablozos, which may be our sign off, but I think it's more like Kablozos. We are the bozos of the Kablozos. Kablozos to you, you know my good man. Um, $2 late fee, Geekscape, subscribe, share, and all that. And then this Sunday, I got to tell you. Oh, boy. This Sunday, uh, we got a brand new show because <laughs> Matt can't help himself. It's called the Geekscape Book Club. What? And uh, we're going to be talking about Frank Miller's Batman Year One cool. comic book series. Nice. Cool. So uh, subscribe to the wow. Geekscape Book Club. Uh, I think that'll be live. I'm not sure. And I'm the guest, so I better figure that one out. Nice. <laughs> but that's going to be a lot okay. of fun. We're going to start a show called the Geekscape Book Club, looking at all sorts of comics and books and stuff you should be 
reading. All right, friends. Education. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Kablam. For having yeah. us. Ba-doing. We out of here. Go Kablizzy that Nizzy. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.